There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding, Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. We look good today. I'm sorry. What? You're being generous. I think you're saying that as a way of saying that you look good. No, well, uh, first of all, I'm not denying it. I mean, look look what's look what's in front of me. I I think I look good. I sort of put together my look. No. And I think you look good. I think you look like a stud. I think like, your necklace is working for me. I'm wearing my t-shirt and 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 that's it. I don't know what you're Minimalist. It's fine. Can you just take the compliment? Wow. I actually won't take the compliment because I'm suspicious that you're only complimenting me in the we sort of conjugation of this because you want to compliment yourself and say that you look good which you do i just don't you think need you to need examine to... that that's a whole therapy that i'm not qualified to go into you know i, I did look know. into therapists this week you'd be proud of me are you ready to make the jump from 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 therapizing myself to having someone with a degree do it yes it's time now what are you looking into you want to go you want to go in person again you want to well i'm, I'm just want, i just want an in-person session you know what i mean like yeah. like for example are you caught up on mayor of east town i have st- i still have not seen an episode and i'm so i know no, I'm really the well. The way great. you were able to perform that stunning sketch written by Sudi Green on this week's episode of SNL about, that was sort of based in the world of Mayor of Easttown, wouldn't we say? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. as if you've seen every episode. I mean, you mm, were so stunning. No. That Delco accent you did—that was so good. Delco, Delco, Pittsburgh. 
Delco. I got to go home and make dinner for my two daughters and son. I'm, I'm picking up a hoagie from Wawa. And, um, uh, you got to get the coffee from Wawa for, for my daughters. For my for my, daughter, my, 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 my daughters. They, they, my they daughters. Like the they like the coffee the, the coffee and the hoagie from Wawa. They like their and, hoagie um, from Wawa hoagie. Oh, guess what? I, I, I saw Hunter Biden at the... Um, at the at the local um, Hobby Lobby, I don't even know. Do they have Hobby Lobby in, in Pennsylvania or Delaware? You no, know, I don't know what they have outside of Wawa. I feel like it's it's been such a th- Wawa has been has really taken the world stage, hasn't it? It really has stormed the ball. Wawa, I I just want to make sure that people understand that Wawa is not just some like location punchline. No, it, it, it is it's it a is way a, of life. It is a respectable establishment that actually makes great Darling. food. I mean. We need more. I think, I, and there's a hole in the market for for places like Wawa across the country, like an, between a Seven Eleven and like you know, let's say uh, uh, a Walmart. Careful, right? So it's sort of meeting in the middle there. It's what Andrew Yang would call a bodega. You know what sure, I mean? What sure. that absolute fool would call a bodega. That's that's good. Anyway, so gonna flow away from that one so you don't have to weigh in uh because uh that'd be bad for you but um let's just talk for a second i want to tell you i i tv <laughs> is being my therapy right now oh because yeah between mare of east town and girls five ever and the circle i, I we talk about the, the finale circle. of the circle let's wrap up the circle wow what a moment what a moment um our, our winner won that's all we'll say our winner won delisa she took the crown. Best catfish in the damn business. T- found out today, she found out she was pregnant while she was in the circle. Oh my God, and she still played that game. Imagine that. Imagine that. For a second, imagine that. You got the fact that you're pregnant sitting right here. Yeah, yeah. And you got the game sort of swirling around. You know what I but mean? She's, you gotta- she's, but she's, and then she's still catfishing as a man, still convincingly catfishing as a man. You know what I'm I mean? Say. There's no such thing as gender. Name another Name legend. Name another legend. That's what I'm oh going to say. God. Name another legend besides Lisa. You can't. I'm waiting for hours. No one can. Uh, Roni's back. Real Housewives. Roni's back. back. I'm thrilled. We have Ebony K. Williams talking in her first scene, talking about how she takes shits on dates. I'm in. I'm not sold on Ebony just yet. I don't know why. You're I a am... bitch. That's why you're a fucking bitch. I, that's why I'm There's a bitch. There's no reason. It's your fucking bitch. Uh, maybe I, I need to research more before I... See, I, I decided not to Mama, wait until... Mama, let's research. Mama, let's research. I mean, but she's, she's a Fox News gal, though? No, queen. I'm sure she's made appearances on Fox News. All that right. doesn't, first of all, just because you go on Fox News doesn't make you persona non grata. I understand she's not persona non grata by any means. I just <laughs> not think... Yet. I just think there. I I am getting a little bit of like I don't know what the politics are there, but why do I care? I should actually not. It doesn't matter. Well, because they're mostly bad on Roni. All of the New York housewives are are are, are beyond beyond help at this point politically. But why should I care as a viewer? They have to be beyond help though, because that's what makes them so watchable. The I fact know. that they are so beyond help yes. as a group, we love that. I hold no one to any standard when it comes to their their politics especially when they're on television. But I just, I need to know more about Ebony. I think I'm going to like her by episode three, I'm sure. I like her. She sold me, although, you know, it doesn't take much. She kind of came in there real hot, and I liked it. What what do we think of Leah's conversion to Judaism? I think, I don't know. We'll we'll have to check back in on that one. She's cuckoo to me. She's cuckoo to me. She's full cuckoo to me now. To convert to Judaism as a response to your 
alcohol Sobri- issues yeah. to yeah. your sobriety, you know, problems is is suspect. Feels like sh- she might need to join me and log in onto, you know, therapy.com or whatever the fuck. Therapy.com. Therapy.com, where the therapists are. Little sort of you little know, just for, for therapy.com to think about as a jingle. Here's someone, we have someone with us this week who, I mean, has 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 really therapized the community for, for years at this point, wouldn't you say? I mean, I would say that I became better as a result of the therapy that was getting to know our guest through her performances and, you know, just appearances throughout time. Can I tell you, I actually, the guest does not know this. I recently went to Dragon Drive. Oh my God. And the guest was the host in LA. Amazing. And it was a fucking blast. It was so fun to see live drag again. You don't realize how much you miss it until, I know. Oh, until no, you see trust it. Trust me. And then you and I, did you and I go to um, the season seven finale party in New York where our guest hosted the event? Yes, yes. we did. I think so. I think okay, so. yes, we were and there. we saw uh, fucking uh, Violet do her aerial silks right in front of us. I think it was the same day that Caitlyn Jenner came out with her cover, right? And it was it was June of 2014, 2015. I don't know. I, I wasn't really think I wasn't thinking of Caitlyn Jenner that day. I was. I was thinking of Caitlyn Jenner that day, and our and it was truly a moment. And then to be able to go <laughs> to the show and then have and then hear our guests take on it which i think was truly like the best take she was like she's still a shitty person i, th- I think it was, like, was still the gist of what our guest was saying and, I was and like, she's yeah, remained a shitty person to this day and now she might be become <laughs> the shitty governor of california which i'd like to revisit my i don't think so honey from i okay. believe two weeks ago and say no absolutely fucking not absolutely so absolutely we, we're gonna need another we're gonna need interaction part two if she takes the fucking oh. house I'm going to be there. I'm taking it out. You're going to be there. Queen, And let's just say, the, let's just for, for, the, for the truly stupid out there, this queen is the winner of Drag Race Season 6, a stand-up comedian legend. Joan Rivers gave her blessing, I mean, from the get-go. And then... I'm sure we're going to hear about Joan and the culture. And I had so much fun. I had such a great time acting alongside her in this upcoming Audible original, Hot White Heist coming out in June. Do you perform an act? I you, perform an act. What about you? You a thespian? Oh, sometimes yes. here and there. You know. Okay, yeah. okay. Got, Might be performing a little bit bag. now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but now they host the podcast, the Bianca Del Rio podcast, which is probably the name of the year. I mean, it the gets straight to it. It lets you know you exactly know what you're, what you're gonna get. You know what you're getting. Well, she's a legend and we, we're so Come excited on. she's here. Yeah. Name another absolutely. legend. Name another legend. You can't. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Everyone, welcome. Bianca Del Rio. You two, you two are fools. I am cackling Fool. at this introduction. Jester Floss. Jester and we fools. learn from the best. How well, are you, you know, doing? I'm doing well. But, you know, I recently had this whole conversation about the word legend. And it's because mm. of this whole drag race world. And yes. there's 92,000 franchises. And everybody's called <laughs> a legend. And I'm like, yes. they've done nothing. You haven't done a fuck. <laughs> Thing. Kamora Black legend. legend. Wait, but you know what? It was because I had just watched that Tina Turner documentary and I yeah. went to Twitter and, and I was legend. like, this is amazing. And I was ready to type, you know, she's a legend, but I'm like, that word's not even good enough anymore because it's been Ugh. passed around to these two bit second rate drag queens from a fucking reality show. I that know. You're like, no, she she deserves this fucking word. Cher is a legend. Madonna is a legend. Barbara yes. Streisand, not a the legend. fucking cunt that did drag race. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Who cares? 
it's that's where I'm at. Yeah. And the, then it's like it's like you can't even bump it down to icon because that no. one's been that one's been Funny. overused. Used, used. Yeah. yeah. So but then do real. you do you accept the title when we confer no. it upon you? Oh <laughs> no, God, because Bianca. I look at it. No, no, no. I think I think that's just it, it's. I'm old. Yeah, I'm old <laughs> and I've been around, but. You know, in in gay life, it's like I'm just grateful to get to work. You know, that's that's whole mm. my, my whole thing. So in the end, it's like no, I, you're not at that status yet. No, 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 no. I All mean, right. you are the best in the biz. I was saying, like, we went to the Dragon Drive, and I was a little unclear on who was performing. It was like we, I got tickets, and then I went, I went, and I was like so excited. It was you. I was like, oh my god, I feel safe. Well, I was excited to get out of my house. So I don't yeah. normally do uh, the Voss event shows. I, I used to work with Brandon Voss, who um, handles all that years ago. Mm-hmm. And then he was doing Drive and Drag. And he said he's got his group of girls that he always uses. And he's like, you know, we've been using the same girls. Would you mind coming in for a couple of dates? And I was like, I need to get out of my house. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I went. And it was weird because, you know, I was excited to go out to do something. I wasn't so excited yeah. to be around other drag queens. But <laughs> when you go, it's like, I forgot that I'm going to be in a parking lot most of the yeah. cities and people are going to be in vehicles and I'm just standing on this little platform stage that was built by a lesbian and I'm thinking to myself <laughs> last year I was in Carnegie Hall this is where I am now this is what I fucking deserve I'm on a, you know, I'm on a this tin is stage is. I'm done bitch yeah yard yeah. gigs fucking yard gigs that's what I was doing but it was good I mean it was fun to get to do it it was fun to get out uh, again, weird having cars and stuff, but you know you yeah. adjust. It's like anal; you just adjust. Eventually, you just like, adjust. Yeah. bad. Once you realize it could be way worse. <laughs> Trust me, you should have seen some of those cunts I was with backstage. Trust Ooh. me, I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, that was a good group, though. I'm, you know, who gagged who's me? there? Um, who's there? Well, I was gonna say, you know, who was fucking incredible? Plastique. Who? Oh, Plastique. she's amazing. Plastique oh. is like, she's also. St- Stunning. Yes, she is, and she's rotted. Like she's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> like I didn't expect because I didn't know her before. So I saw her picture, you know, through Instagram and everything. And everybody assumes since we all did Drag Race that we all know each other. So I'm looking at her pictures, going, I don't like her. And yeah, then I bitch. meet her, and we are cackling and having a good time. And because she is that stunning in person. I just mm-hmm. decided to call her my twin just because there's nothing better than when somebody's pretty to have somebody <laughs> ugly go, hey, twin. Hey, so girl. That's what I was doing the whole time with her, much to her dismay. But yeah, she's beautiful in person. Such a good time. Naomi Smalls is fun. I had a great time oh, with yeah. her. Um, yeah. So it was fun just to get back out there again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Asia was so good. Yes. Um, I will say Cameron Michaels came out first and was in like She-Hulk makeup. And you said she so was unrecognizable. I was like, we didn't know who the fuck she was. I was like, you could tell from the this. Yeah. Yeah. That there yeah, was yeah. some, ca- for the readers at home who can't see me, I'm sort of, you know, like earthquake back and forth. Like, you know, the Cameron Michaels. I, I always said for my, for my SNL screen test, I was going to do Cameron Michaels. And that's why <laughs> that they didn't put me joke. on. It's because they didn't know Cameron. Lauren was like, I don't know who did. I don't know. Cameron. I don't, I don't watch season two. I didn't. I skipped season. I skipped this season. Most people did. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, but uh, but like I was like unclear on who she was, and then I had to get up really close. And COVID restrictions be damned. I was like peering over my mask. I was like, who is that? And I was like, it was Cameron it's Michaels, Cameron. Yeah. but in a full green She-Hulk getup because it was superhero themed. It was a weird scenario because uh, originally we were supposed to do a Christmas uh, show, and that's what I had mm-hmm. signed up for in December. And then all of those states, like Texas and all that, just got really hot with. COVID. COVID, so they were like, yeah. we're not going to go out. So they moved it to, you know, was it February, I believe I did it? I can't remember. Mm. But um, they said, we're moving it there, and we're doing this superhero theme. And they were like, everybody's <laughs> going to be right. a superhero. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, you know, 45 <laughs> years old. I don't need to be in a leotard. Like, what the fuck? And they said, um, you know, what would what what would be your superpower? And I, everybody's like, gorgeousness and fierceness. And I'm like, 
I'm a cunt. So I was super cunt for the yeah. event. You know? That's it. That's what you do. 45 years old in a parking lot in Texas wearing a leotard, making You're my like, dad proud. Yeah, making yeah. my dad proud. Wait, yeah. can, I, can I, 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 of course people know this and they pick up on this from you, especially recently, but you, you have a special relationship with this word cunt. What does yeah. the word cunt mean to you? You just called a bunch of drag queens cunts. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I don't even think of it as a bad thing. I mean, no, I, no, no, no. I, I don't think no, so. No, I look at it as just like a gaggle. You know, when, when, when a gaggle of fags isn't enough, but like a gaggle yeah. of impossible fags at brunch is like a group of cunts. It's just yeah. a cunt. It, like, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? It's nothing yeah. sexual. It's just like, oh, there's no reasoning. There's no, it's, it's yeah. like the gay version of a Karen. Does yeah. that make sense? Right. Yeah, just, right. just annoying little faggots. You yeah. hear yes. that noise and you know exactly like, what that is. Cunt. It's them. It's them. Yeah. So then it's so then when when you're super cunt, what is uh-huh. this what is this superhero identity to you? Well, basically it's the power to say anything hateful and go, ooh, that's just what I do. You that's know, so just, it's just easy. You know, it's Superman's, a blessing and a curse. Yes. Superman saves the world and I just ruin it. So I go, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm super cunt. I didn't mean to say that. That was Love basically it. the setup. Yeah. That is that is a superpower. But wait, was it, was it, I, I don't imagine, I can't imagine what it was like to do that show. And then, I mean, like, I think we're all used to like Zoom shows, whatever that yeah. means, the concept of Zoom mm-hmm. shows and just not hearing the laughter or any sort of feedback. But then is it, were people just honking when they were, when they liked to joke? Well, it depends on where we were. Uh, some cities oh, okay. were very, very serious with restrictions. Now, when we got to Florida and when we got to Texas, they don't give a fuck. I mean, uh-huh. they are, talk about cunts. Florida was the, <laughs> the one place where masks and teeth were optional. I mean, that's Florida. So it was tricky yeah. when you're there and they were outside of their vehicles. So it was nice to have some people reacting, but in some cities, they were actually, you know, following the rules and staying in their vehicles. So the right. first two nights was wild. And, but luckily we were doing uh, two shows a night. So, you know, it's always like first show, got through it. Second show, that was kind of fun. Then the next night, you're like, okay, we're back on track. So you just had to get adjusted to it. But yeah. it was, have you ever done a bad gay pride? Well, whatever, that's redundant, bad gay pride. <laughs> you know, any gay pride event that you've done where yes. you go, yeah. and it's in the middle of nowhere and you're in a tent. There's no air condition. There's a mirror this big and you're getting Topeka paid. pride. Completely. Com- Kalamazoo. <laughs> it's that type of setup. That's what it felt like the entire time was like a gay pride event that you couldn't get out of. That's what it felt like. I I don't know if it's because of COVID and it's because I miss traveling. It was Matt and I did one little fun. It wasn't little. It was a big tour, but then that was it. And then we, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, shit got crazy. But then I miss, in some ways, I felt like it was more meaningful to be, to do a queer gay thing in a town that like maybe didn't always have these events for, for people to rally around. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, or I mean, I'm asking such an earnest question, but like, did you ever get that feeling that like going to the small town pride events felt kind of fun at least? Oh God, no, I love the travel. I'll do anything. I'm not picky. I mean, I'm doing this podcast. So the <laughs> thing is, it's just, it's just the way that it is. It's like, I love going and doing it. And I like it when it's a bad situation. Like everything can't be perfect. Like, like yes. I was saying earlier is that the, in 2019, I got to do Carnegie Hall, but then the next night, this is, yeah. this is just goes to show you. You're in Carnegie Hall. You live in your little fantasy. The next, I got on my bus the next morning and we drove to, I think it was Pennsylvania or Philly. I can't remember which one it was, but we go there and I'm in another venue and this is a rock venue that I'm now Uh in folding Uh chairs. The stage is too high. The air conditions broke. There is no dressing room. That's the next night. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I fucking deserve. Just to let you know, just to remind you that's what you come from. So I love the whole magic of it. So I'll do anything. I'll go to any of these events or anywhere I'm at. And that's what was so great about drive and drag is also just the commitment to people coming out to see it, you know, driving into this setup. They're just like, we need entertainment too. So it was, it was actually fun. 
Yeah, it's so funny, like to talk about like how every state is different. It was truly like it was like the heart of the pandemic. And my sister sent me a message and it was a video message of her. She lives in St. Petersburg, Florida. So she was out and it was a video of literally, truly, she was in the front row at a Kennedy Davenport show. Kennedy's oh. just doing three flips of in course. front of her. <laughs> of and course. I, I was like, oh my God. I texted back, oh my God, amazing. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like batting down the hatches here. I'm like, I, she can't possibly have a mask on there unless that was a reveal. Like, no. What the, I was Florida like, where's your mask? It, they, it's so, it's so crazy. Florida don't care. You she know that by they the way they vote. Safe. No, yeah, they all say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had that conversation with some fag the other day. I was in New York and this queen, I was like, hey, and she didn't have a mask on. And I was just like standing outside, basically in the bike lane in a hut eating with other friends. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is in Ninth Avenue. And she came over and she was just like, hey, I'm like, why don't you put your mask on just so people around don't freak out? And she's like, sure, oh, I'm sure. vaccinated, honey. I'm like, well, that's the next layer now. So it's kind of like, are you a top? Yeah. Are you a bottom? Are you single? <laughs> uh-huh. Are you on prep? I what know. type of vaccination did you get? It's like, girl, yeah. it's too much. It's There's too much. much business to get out of to get out in the, on on the front end. Just completely like, okay. Is it okay that we're having this conversation? <laughs> right, right. Wait, I was going to ask what's what's your like um what's your mode when you come into New York now? I mean, or even back when you were doing Carnegie Hall a couple years ago. Like, you come in, you like stay with friends. Like, like no, because you're a New York girl. Uh, well, no, I had a great many many years there and the problem was um it's just that once drag race uh once i did drag race i started traveling quite a bit and like i said i was taking every every shitty gay pride so i was in and out of the city and it just became problematic to get in and out of new york and i was in a you know in a studio apartment in hell's kitchen and it was just to the point where i was like all right either i move someplace in new york or Mm -hmm. i get the fuck out and in new york i didn't want to live in queens i didn't want to live in brooklyn you know i it just didn't seem to make sense we came to la and it was like, okay, there's sunshine all the time. Uh, no, my gigs wouldn't get canceled because of snow or I couldn't get oh, out of LaGuardia. Sure. So I was like, let me just try this for a while. And I was stuck in LA for about four years and now I'm in Palm Springs. So, yeah. yeah. So we, we were talking about Palm Springs before we got on because yeah. we all love. Um, so you live there now? I live there, live there. Yeah, so the, the crazy shit was, so I was in London doing this musical. Um, everybody's talking about Jamie. And I was finishing it up in the end of February, early March, I believe. And I was mm-hmm. coming home and I had eight weeks off to get my tonsils out. And oh. to buy a house. I know, random. Oh I know, 45 years old. Get the tumbled. schedule. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is great timing to make this happen. I got there. I came out to Palm Springs because uh, my assistant lived here already. Came out here. I saw a house. I came in here on a Wednesday, saw a house on a Friday, and I had it by Monday. And it was wow. just like, bam, bam, boom. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to get tonsils. And then, boom, we were oh, in lockdown. Pff. So I was in a house that I had just bought with no furniture, no absolutely nothing, sitting in Palm Springs the in- beginning of the entire pandemic. Yeah. Tonsil still in. Tonsil still in because we canceled the surgery. <laughs> so we got the, we're, we're talking to you with the bad tonsils right now. Yeah, I'm good now because it's fucking hot here. But when yeah. I get into cold air, that's that's the problem. So that's when God. it's rough. Yeah. So they were like, it's elective surgery. We'll re- reschedule you until uh, you know it's later. Did you did did you did they drive you into LA that those for those days that we were working together? On, yes. On, 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 yes. They did. Oh my god, yeah. I felt so bad. I was like, they're they're like Bianca's about to touch down into the studio in LA, and I was like, and she she drove all like they drove her all the way from Palm Springs. Well, yeah, like, I mean, it, it's not a big deal just to go so from here to there. It's not that bad. I it's, feel like it's still a, such a drive, though. I mean, if I mean, you I'm, hit traffic, you're looking at a three hour moment. Yeah, but if it wasn't you come bad. at the right time, you you can actually get in and out of there in an hour and a half if you come in the right time. Isn't that all words right. to live by? If you come at the right time, if you come at the right time, title of that, honey. Yeah, yeah, but I always feel like. 
Palm Springs, whenever I'm there, I'm always so happy to be there for like three days. And then yeah. the fourth, fifth day, did you have like a period of a period where you hit a wall where you were like, okay, it's Palm Springs all the time? Like, are you loving it? Well, no, because I'm not in the direct city. I'm a little further out, which is great. So I'm a little more residential. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm in, I'm in this super Republican neighborhood, which is weird because I'm the darkest thing without a lawnmower. But <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. one of these areas where you're out here. So I'm not in the middle of the Airbnbs and all the gays having their moments. So I know where that is, which is about yeah. 15 minutes away. So if I need it, I can go find it. But I'm a little further out. So I like being alone you know I, I get sick of people quickly so it was easy to just kind of go this is nice this is cool i could sit at my house and be a normal person for a while mm-hmm. there you go there you yeah. go and I drink mean, I mean, of course right of well, course yes. yeah are, are you gigging out there because there's like no i, I, I no you're just like no i haven't uh, no my friends a lot of my friends that are from la that have come out that have done drag race that will come out and do the brunches and stuff but uh, i have this yeah. weird contract with a production company that I can't do shit which is great because now the world's opening back up again and so things are slowly becoming human and normal yes okay and she's and she's and you're gonna get you're gonna get the bookings in line pretty soon well yeah well I have a tour that's announcing <laughs> soon that I'll be back on the road with yeah and great. yeah there are actually two announcements that are happening uh next week so yeah okay well love we'll, it we'll keep, keep yeah. her in the ground yeah that's, the, pre- that's awesome. the pre-exclusive yeah the pre-exclusive yes that's it the, i don't know the, when this the is the announcement of the announcement of the announcement we love it <laughs> i just bitched about that online drag queens love to do that they go big event coming up tomorrow oh i can't yeah. wait to share uh-huh. just fucking tell us cunt tell don't us, tell us this three days before <laughs> just tell us when it's about to happen it's annoying wow. The pre-exclusive is just a little bit thinner than the exclusive when it yes. comes out, you know? It's a taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a taste. <laughs> it's a taste. And then the exclusive better not flop. I better not no. hear, like, about your new fucking podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not doing <laughs> No, the crazy thing was, you know, um, they were up my ass, uh, uh, Starbucks Audio, for about four yeah. years asking me to do one. And I did, I, at it's the time... time. Well, I just thought yeah. you had to be in one place and record it. I mean, that's how it was, you know, the world. I think you'd had to be one place and do it, and I couldn't commit. But then after, what, nine months and, and you know, staying locked mm-hmm. at home, I just thought, well, fuck, I need to do something. So then yeah. it was just easier. And basically, this is how we function with everybody now. It's kind of wild. I know. Right. There is no boundary between, like, my, like, podcast behavior, like, the way yeah. I'll, like, sort of, like, talk to someone here i mean it, i mean it, 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 it's all blended together in a way that's kind of terrifying yes I, <laughs> I feel like I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm just on a podcast with everybody on i'm, I'm on zoom with <laughs> and now you're gonna have to go back into society this is gonna be oh. tricky oh terrible no terrible. like wait hold on is this, is this one being recorded like no this is a private meeting <laughs> is, my, is my quick time running it's, it's terrible yeah. but wait matt earlier was saying when you guys were talking about palm springs that like it's like matt hopes to end up i mean i think we all kind of do I as, definitely. As I see myself men. when I go to the trop. When I go to like the Tropicana or Tropical, I'm always like, "This is me at the bar. Yeah. This is I mm-hmm. know it, and it's me very soon, and I love it." No, I think what's great about it is it, it's just. I mean, I come from originally from New Orleans, so it's like it's completely the opposite. We don't have mountains down there. I mean, we're below sea level. Right. Uh, not to mention, it's just it's always sunny. The weather's always the same. It's very consistent, which is good. Um, it's not as bad as or hot to me as Phoenix. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, everything looks pretty. Everything's like the Flintstones. So I, I just love the whole idea of it. You know, it works it for is, me. It, it is bedrock. It is all bedrock. Completely. It is, it, like, the, the, the town. I'm just like, yeah. in a charming way. Yes. In a way that is not terribly haunting to me in the way that like, oh, it's mid-century, like whatever. I'm like, no, it's it's nice. It's, yeah. I just, I, I see myself yeah. there too. But I, I, I feel like when you're in LA, it's just the proximity is like, it calls to you in a different way. And I think Matt's experiencing that right now. 
Yeah. I mean, look, to yeah. be honest, the only reason, I mean, one of the main reasons why I moved out here is so I could actually appear young. So it's great when you look at the people that are here. I'm like, I'm not, I'm chicken here. This is scary. This yeah. is like a whole new world for me. Yeah. But you have nary, nary a crow's foot on your face, Bianca. You're, you're, you're looking youthful fresh. looking. Well, I just had this laser done. This lady just burned the shit out of me. She was like, all right, you got some dark spots on your face. We're going to zap it. Then she zapped it and it got darker. I don't know what the fuck. But, um, <laughs> no, well, I mean, you know, I've had Botox for Christ's sake. Yeah, you got to do that every yeah, now and but then. Yeah. We're all, how, how often? Because I think, I think, I, I think this is as I'm pointing at your face uh-huh. saying that this is, this is my goal. In oh. like five years. Let's oh, say. well, it's uh, I don't do it that often, like every six months. And the doctor does it in different spots. So he doesn't do the same spots mm. always. So, so if it. he does here, he won't do there. And then he'll do that uh-huh. next time. So you still have some mobility. So you don't okay. have that Nicole Hickman forehead yet. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That, that you know, yeah. you've seen. Are you no, tell your friends with her? Let's, let, uh, <laughs> no, no, she's, yeah, she's, she's close. not a close friend as of yet. I was going to say. Uh, but I was like, I was watching The Undoing and a couple of my friends are like, oh, I wish she didn't have so much work. And I'm like, no, she's playing like an upper east side rich woman. It's like Nicole Kidman <laughs> is playing a version of herself on The Undoing. I, I'm cool with it. A rich and that woman, woman yeah. also might have a slight Australian accent. You don't know. You don't know where she went <laughs> to university. Go. I am excited Dropped to see her in. though. Excited slash interested in this whole Lucy biopic thing that's happening. Did you did you hear about that? We did. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've only I've seen the photo, and that people are people are a little up in arms about the photo, right? Yes, yes, because well, that's, what's it's happening lots is to be up in arms about. It's her face in an orange wig, and everybody's like, you know, <laughs> that's. I think the headline was something ridiculous at one of those Daily Mail things that was like, "She's the spitting image of Lucy," and it's like. <laughs> Girl, girl, you know, but then they're like, it's it's okay, we can say, right. I mean, she's not going to win Snatch Game, but it's in that thing where you're like, (laughs) it doesn't, and then they're like justifying it by going, it's not Lucy, I love Lucy, it's Lucille Ball's life. So I'm curious just to see what it's about. Yeah. She's such an amazing actress that like, I'll be interested in what the take is. I will say it was originally supposed to be Kate Blanchett, and I think that Uh would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. Like that, I, I just think energy wise, because you know, Lucy, like, or Lucille Ball, rather. Like, she was a rather, like, hard person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she was, like, right. a tough woman. She was a tough businesswoman. She took no mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah. as, as as funny and as, like, you know, broad as she was on the show, she was a, she was a real tough one. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, Kate Blanchett, like, has that, like, natural toughness and take no shit, which she brought to, you know, um, the aviator. And she mm-hmm. she's just, we've seen her do so many times that I was yeah. really excited about that. And I think Nicole can find it and get there. And I never bet against Nicole. But in terms of just pure casting, I will say I was excited for the Kate Blanchett Lucy moment. See, I'm still upset that that Kate didn't win the Academy Award for Elizabeth and they gave it to Gwyneth Paltrow that year. Remember that shit? It was yeah. for that Shakespeare book. Like, yeah. that fuckery. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, you know good and goddamn well. But she did win for The Aviator, which was supporting, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like. I mean, now well, now she's also got her blue jasmine one, so she's got a, uh-huh. she's got a couple on her damn uh-huh. shelf. But the thing uh-huh. about someone like that is, it's like you know, they always deserve to win. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. 
Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. Dot com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Did you all hear about the uh, Hollywood foreign press falling apart? No. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, fill us in because I, I haven't been keeping up with this. So basically, like, they, they've they obviously come under fire because there's almost no diversity in their right, voting body, right. which is essentially 88, like, European men who, like, named Geppetto and, and, and like, like, that, <laughs> like, all voting, like, Basically, <laughs> basically, you can, you can, you can send them, like, a, a basket of cookies and they'll vote for you. And that's, like, just basically, essentially how the Golden Globes work. Yeah, like, Geppetto. it's, like, these crazy European guys that are, like, hey, hi, hi, hi. And they're, like, the, 
the the way that they vote is like is actually a little bit sexist and apparently like there's um someone came out i believe it was scarlett johansson actually said uh-huh. today yeah, she made a so. huge statement and she said you know i am not going to be participating in these in the Hollywood foreign press events going forward, because every time I go to like press events with them, they ask very sexist questions. Mm. You know, mm. their platform for diversity outreach going forward is not satisfactory. And so now everyone like is sort of getting on board with being like, we're pulling out, we're pulling out like Netflix wow. announced, right. like, we're not doing any Hollywood foreign NBC's press stuff. NBC's not so. going to broadcast wow. it. They're not going to broadcast it. Yeah. Wow. So, they came under fire, then they responded to it. The response wasn't good enough. More people are coming out to the point where this to me is hilarious. Tom Cruise went to the Hollywood Foreign Press offices and returned his three Golden Globes in protest. So now oh, people are like slamming well, Tom Cruise. Queen. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. No, she's the worst. Stunt queen. But I was like, yeah, Tom stunt Cruise. Queen, Tom queen. Cruise brought his Golden Globes to the Hollywood Foreign Press offices. Then he said, do better, hopped on the back of a Sea Org member, went back to the Scientology Celebrity Center, and threw darts oh, at a girl. woman who looked at Ann Archer wrong in the hallway. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Wait, uh, honestly, wait a first of all, let's talk about the big problem here. Why does Tom Cruise have three Golden Globes? That's what I want to <laughs> know. What the fuck has he done? That he's got what are you three for Rock like, of Ages. Yeah, oh, <laughs> what are mama. these wins? What mama. are these wins? It's like the new seasons of Drag Race. Who cares? <laughs> it's not special anymore. You gave it to her. What does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter? Okay, oh, it's Magnolia, so Jerry Maguire, and Born on the Fourth of July. In case anyone's wondering, oh, those are the wins. Sure, blah, sure, anyway. sure. I mean, blah, sure, first sure. of all, the mo- the moment in first of all, let's just let's just let's dissect call his facts. career. Yeah, the <laughs> moment the moment of Jerry Maguire is Renee Zellweger. She is the oh, moment. Okay, uh-huh, she said uh-huh. it's, uh, Kelly, it's Kelly hello. Preston. It's Kelly Preston. It's Kelly. It's the late Kelly Preston. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Getting fucked by him. <laughs> this is this is getting. What an incredible yeah. read. That was good. See, <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. that was really good. That, sketch Legend for your consideration. We, we are we, we have for your consideration Emmys this year. FYC, right it's here. gonna happen. Wow. FYC, thank baby. Where the buzz is building. Um, but wait, no. It's it's so funny to me though that people like like occasionally he'll come out and be like, hey, yeah, I want to say that I'm on the right side of one thing, and then people are like, yeah, we stand, and I'm like, no, he is no. a like leader of a cult. <laughs> Big time. But, you know, have you have you ever seen Scarlett Johansson in person? She is the tiniest oh, yeah. little thing, biggest tits I've ever seen on such a small frame. She's a very small. <laughs> I have a picture with her. I'll have to send it to you. She's literally like this tiny little thing, huge tits. Beautiful though. Very beautiful. She's yeah. va va voom. I can't wait for Black Widow. Uh, look, I, I, I'm looking to I'm looking to get back into the movie theater. I went the other night to see Together Together, starring our friend Patty Harrison. She yes. was fabulous. I, I I'm just like it feels good to be back in the movie theater again. They're like half yeah. full, so it's not yeah. exciting. But and any of these big movies, I want to go see. But that's the best capacity. Fifty percent capacity at a theater is mm-hmm. like right. the best. Even in the before, like it was like oh great, it was like like a like a Thursday afternoon thing that you would do. And it'd be like, this mm-hmm. is perfect. Uh-huh. Pick mm-hmm. your seat. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There you go. What's the move? What's, what's the theater in Palm Springs? Uh, you know, I have no idea. Cause when I got here, everything was closed. So things are just slowly now opening up. So I haven't done my research. Yeah. I know. And nothing. So you're just, dis- you're discovering it. For, I am for discovering time. it now. Yeah. I went to 
my friends Jackie Beat and Sherry Vine had drag shows at this place called Oscars Downtown. So I went to go. Are they legends? legends. They're legends. They're legends. Because, they, you know, they've been. I, I would call them legends because this is what I would say about anybody like Lady Bunny and Coco Peru and Varla Jean Merman Coco. and all of those queens. Oh These God. are bitches mm-hmm. who started, you know, in the early 90s and that are still working and didn't yeah. have the platform of Drag Race, didn't have social media. So the yep. fact that they're still around, still doing what they do, and they're still fucking funny as shit. They're bitter as hell, yeah. but they're funny <laughs> as shit that it's great. I would call them legends because they're committed. And also, yeah. they're a huge reminder to me to say, stop drag. So I know <laughs> at some point I'm going to go, I don't want to be her. So uh-huh, I will stop. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's wild because they've been around. I mean, can you imagine just doing this since the 90s? I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a commitment, bitch. No. Mm-mm. And you really do forget like, you know, now because now it feels like um, when we do this new seasons of Drag Race, almost everyone that's on the show now, like started doing drag or came of age doing drag while the show was on. Yes. So there is like that. While I still I, I really love the show and I actually thought season 13 was like an incredibly strong season. I enjoyed in, it. In the, yeah. in the grand scheme. <laughs> Bianca is making a face. No, it was so long. <laughs> it I, was. I was, like, it was. But I yeah, get it. But yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck else are we doing? You know what I mean? I that's Thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anyone, anytime that anyone, else, anyone's <laughs> saying like it was long, it was long. I was like, I was grateful for it. Now okay. I'll say this: I haven't started watching Australia because I am I a little fatigued either. at this point. I haven't. No, I'm no fatigued. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched since my season, uh, and it's wild because, like, I literally watched the season season six in a bar doing bar viewings. As I told you, I'll do anything. So I was doing yeah. bar viewings while it was airing in TV, and I have not sat back and watched any of it since then right so and then after that i was traveling and then it started getting really complicated when it started going to specific channels that weren't in my hotel or wherever i was traveling at like then it oh, went to sure. vh1 and it switched from logo and then it was all yeah and i was like eh, i don't care anymore you know i can't keep up you know it's did you at least watch bob season did you at least watch bob season? i did watch bob season i saw a marathon of bob season but i did know what was going on because bob and i are friends so it was that right. kind of a yeah. thing where you know he was eight so i was yeah. out working but yeah we kept in touch and i knew what was going on but I think that was probably the last time that I sure. cared uh, was, yeah. was eight. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I, hearing you talk about, you know, Jackie and and, and just Coco and, and, and Lady Bunny, I'm just like, oh, but see, Bianca's win was great. Even like in, in my like, you know, zygote era of being in New York City, I was like being like a baby. I was just like, oh, but it feels like Bianca has this connection with like, I hate to use this term, but like that old school of oh, drag. God, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when we started drag, I mean, that's how it was. I mean, I started in 96. And so the thing was that you you had to have a gimmick. You had to have something mm-hmm, you were doing. Mm-hmm. So either you were this super uh, perfect lip sync artist or you were the dancing queen or you were the the trans goddess that would be, mm-hmm. you know, naked with, with the capes and all this stuff. Or you were the clown. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how it started for me. And I, I didn't consider myself a clown. They told me I was a clown. And in that situation is <laughs> just how it rolled. So you, I would basically cover the time while the girls were doing costume changes to talk to the audience because no one else wanted to talk to the audience. So that's kind of how it evolved. And when you're dealing with drunk people at 2 a.m. on a Wednesday night in New Orleans, girl, girl, yeah, yeah. That, that's the bottom of the barrel. Uh, so <laughs> the trial by fire that that is, yeah. Ooh, challenging. But, you know, uh, it was what it was. So that's just what I did all those years. And then it just kind of went into. And so Drag Race for me, I did it at 37. Uh, I had a birthday while we were filming. So uh, I was 37 and I thought I would quit drag at 40. You know, I'm sick of schlepping from bar to bar and doing Mm -hmm. shitty pride gigs. Um, I thought, all right, I could wrap this up and just live a normal life. And then Drag Race kind of changed everything. So it was a last minute Mm -hmm. chance of like, let's go do it, see what's going to happen. Because I'd seen many of my 
untalented friends go far, like Manila. And I thought, well, I could do this. You know, like, people know Jiggly's name. What the fuck? I could go do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While we're talking days of lore, we should ask the question, Bowen, what yes. do you think? The central question of the show Las Culturistas that we currently are uh, actually participating in right now. I uh, think we so should. You should ask. It's time. The question is, Bianca, what was the culture that made you say culture is for me? So basically, this was the pop culture that entered your life at a certain point when you were like, oh, wait, I see myself in this. I am affected by this. I'm going to follow this impulse. Oh, well, it's tricky because it didn't it wasn't actually happening in real life at my time, but it was through videotapes mm-hmm. and a friend mm-hmm. of mine, um, a, a guy that worked for the local newspaper back in the day in New Orleans. Uh, I just started drag and he says, I need you to watch this videotape. It's important. And I got to watch a videotape of Charles Pierce. And Charles Pierce was this amazing drag queen from way back when. And it was the moment that I went, oh, this is what it was. He wasn't pretty. He was doing impressions, but it wasn't, it was his take on the impression. So it's very much like Saturday Night Live in that moment Mm -hmm. where visually you have some of the stuff that gives you the nuances, but it was the culture in the world that it was like, oh, so it's not all about looking like a woman. Oh, it's not all about being serious that I went, oh, that's, that's for me. And then I think the other, the other side of it was, you know, just, I was in the Madonna age, you know? So that was yeah, like my culture right. in my life that I was like, oh God, that's, oh, I want to be in music videos. I want to be, you know, I want to wear that ponytail, you know, and sing Vogue. That was, yes. that was my thing. And I still love her, um, even though she's kind of crazy now, but I'm like, you know, I'm not mad at her, but yeah, that would probably be the most interesting thing that took me over. Yeah. Charles Pierce, okay, I, I, she's she's doing like whatever happened to Baby Jane, yep. like as like Betty Davis. I mean, yep. like, like that she has that like Betty Davis face. Yes, but he also was a huge character actor. So he, he was I'm like sorry. on yeah. love. Well, yeah, I mean, in that day, he was one. Uh, also, Jim Bailey was another one. Jim Bailey used to impersonate Judy Garland and do a full concert as Judy uh-huh. Garland. I mean, like made uh-huh. his living. He was on the Carol Burnett show. Was on Johnny Carson. And the same thing with Charles Pierce. He was a brilliant character actor. So he was on Love Boat, Fantasy Island. He was on everything in the seventies, and you can find him. But he was just one of those people that actually made a living as a drag queen. And I yeah. thought, oh, wow, you know, that's that's cool. I think I want to do that. Like around the same time as like a divine even or I, I'm um, having trouble. Like, yes, it would be with like two different spectrums. I think um, sure. perfect example. Charles Pierce was good friends with B. Arthur. If that gives you any uh, B. Arthur yeah. gave his eulogy. So that's the kind of queen he was. Mm. But um, I think he probably, well, he could be the same age as Devon. I can't remember. But it was also, you know, starting out back then where you didn't have female names, starting out right. when you couldn't dress in drag. I mean, there was a time even in New Orleans that you would get arrested if you were in drag, which is kind mm. of crazy. They put you in a paddy wagon, girl, take you to jail mm-hmm. for wearing heels. So it, it, it was a different time, but I was just shocked by these people that basically made careers out of this and were just brilliantly talented. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. go to a YouTube hole, you got to look up Charles Pierce. You'll be cackling. There's one called uh, Charles Pierce in San Francisco, which was hysterical. You got to look at it. See, I mean, I, I mean, are you a little disappointed in us that we're we're not as familiar? No. With, uh, most of the time, most of the time, we 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 have some awareness around our guests' answers. Yeah, I don't want to care. <laughs> no, I'm educating you. I'm t- it's true. The children, the children don't know. Sometimes the children, the children have forgotten. Sometimes the children just don't know. No, and I think I just think it's 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 just for me. It was just my gay culture, and then I knew yeah. all of these older you know drag queens that I worked with throughout the years. That some of them uh, they gave me the best advice, you know, throughout yeah. the years. So I. 
just appreciate that's why I guess that's why I'm friends with the old girls. Like, you know, I mean, they're not much older than me, they're about 10 years older, but you know, Sherry, Jackie, Varla, Coco, and all of them. It's like they've kind mm-hmm. of welcomed me into that world. But they're, you know, they're the best. They don't cut, they don't play any games, they deliver. And I mean, you go see any of their shows and you come out of there cackling, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. they're drag, which queens, I like. And it feels like that's drag that's queens. like yeah. that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Is like you're not you supposed to give a fuck. You're not supposed to give a fuck <laughs> what what no. is happening outside except in that moment. Where did you know Rue at all before doing the show? Like, were you connected to Rue at all? No, not no? not at all. I, I think my only connection with Rue, I was in 1993 or two. I can't remember. What, it might have been 1992. I was still in high school. I had a friend that was an actress, and she was um, introducing at this. It was a, a No AIDS Task Force event that was happening in New Orleans. It was a big, I think, Halloween party, and it was the height of Supermodel. And so mm. Rue was coming in, and so I was there and got to see Rue. And um, you know, it was just this big entourage came in, big blonde hair. But also at that time, nobody was doing it like Rue, you know. So Rue right. was on TV and had all this exposure. But that was the first run in. And then in New York, occasionally I would see her either on the street or at Splash Bar when I worked there with Bunny. Uh, that she you came worked in. at Splash. Worked at Splash. Oh, girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where I run into her a couple of times. That was all pre Drag Race. So it wasn't until we did the show that you know. I got to, well, I'm not even sure if it was her. It was probably a hologram. But she was in the room with me during that <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. She, <laughs> yeah. I, I, recent, I recently actually fell down a wormhole of like the, so it's so funny because like you th- just think of the RuPaul supermodel moment as this moment that happened and that was what catapulted Ru. But what I constantly forget is that it was directly connected to the fact that like that was also the dawn of the age of the supermodel. Yes. And the other yeah, day yes. I was like, I've fallen down a wormhole of like, I guess what they call the big six, which is, you know, Naomi, Christy Turlington, Linda Evangelista, Evangelista. I guess, Kate Moss, yeah. um, Cindy Crawford, and like, yes. uh, I don't want to forget. Naomi Campbell. Uh, no. Did we say Naomi? Na- yeah. I said Naomi, and okay. was it uh, Claudia Schiffer? Maybe it was Claudia Schiffer? Claudia Schiffer, yeah, guest model. Yeah, 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 so, and then like Tyra Banks would come a little bit after say, that. I'm over here saying Carla Bruni like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess like and, and I I remember like there was like like I guess Rue was on Watch What Happens Live with Naomi and they were Rue Andy asked about um the song Supermodel Super and Naomi yeah. she lit up because she was like, We love that so much. And I, I think like I, I sometimes forget that that moment for Rue was probably so huge because the supermodels were so yeah. huge. Like nowadays it's like they try to make some of these girls happen in terms of being supermodels. Like I guess uh-uh. like the, the, we have like we know we know their names, like we know who Gigi Hadid is we know that Kendall Jenner does walk the runway yeah um but like at the time like that was such a huge moment and then for that song to be connected to that huge moment pop culturally that's what made Rue sort of explode right like and they also even opened remember the fashion cafe which was like a planet Hollywood gay version that they had they had it in New York they had one in New Orleans and I think one in Los Angeles so it was like they were investing this restaurant that was based all around supermodels which is insane to think about yeah the nineties, <laughs> yeah, and I, I was I was read I was reading because I was I was sort of trying to educate myself about this because I was like you know there's really not a lot of supermodels now and it was basically about how those five or six women became so powerful in the fashion industry that basically fashion couldn't go without them so yeah. like it like it they basically made a decision as an industry that we were never going to let six women become this powerful because like we couldn't like they, they couldn't do control anything. it yeah that yeah what do you mean? yeah like the, the I only get out of bed for. 10 
$10,000 was not a a joke. That's a good one. You know, what's funny. One time I was in New York and I ran into Linda Evangelista at Party City. She was buying a costume. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. Because I I am, I don't, do you do this? I don't know if either one of you do this, but when I'm at, but like when you go, especially like in New York, it's that type of thing where your eyes are always open to see Mm -hmm. if you know somebody. I'm I'm one of those. Oh yeah. Out of my groups of friends, I'm the one who spots the person first. So I was going up and down the olive. I was in the luau section and there she was, but she was standing there and I'm like, you know, that moment when you're like, oh my God, that, that looks like Linda Evangelista. This is happening in my head going, that looks, that yeah. woman looks a lot like Linda Evangelista. Not like that is, that woman could be if she had a little more makeup, if her hair was this, if and this was wasn't her. a party city. Like, I know right, she can't right. be here. <laughs> you know, it's New York. It's New York. Like, yeah. I always say there's a select few of phantom people that you would never see in person. Princess Diana, right. Michael Jackson. Well, maybe because they're dead. But Princess <laughs> Diana, Michael Jackson, Madonna, you wouldn't see locally. You would run sure, into right. Liza. You would run into you know, anybody <laughs> on the street that you would go, oh, hey. You know, Joan Rivers was one. Cindy Adams. Yeah. You know, that kind uh-huh. of stuff you expect to see. But you wouldn't expect to see Linda Evangelist in Party City. So I was shocked. I told her hello. And she just looked at me like I was fucking crazy. And that was that. Yeah. Which How is, are you positive oh that was gosh. that it was her though? Because I said to, I said to her, I was like, oh my God, oh. I'm sorry. You look a lot like Linda Evangelist. She goes, my name's Linda. And I go, oh, nice to meet you. I love you. And I just went away. I was like, Ooh. you know, you become that faggot, you know, where you're like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Sure. Yeah. One time, <laughs> one time I was in, um, I was in uh, Central Park and I was walking with my friend and we saw Kevin Bacon walking his dog. Oh. And as he was walking by with his dog, she told me, she says, we're going to play it cool. We're not going to say anything. I said, of course not. He's walking his dog. That's what it is. And as soon as he passes, my friend screams, well, I left you in Footloose. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what a fucking troll. Like that girl. Yeah. So, and also one he hasn't heard before. Jesus. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but he waved and kept moving. But, you know. What's your MO when people do that to you, though? I don't mind it. I don't, I'm, I'm happy if they even give a shit. You know, yeah. I, I like it when it's a surprise one. Uh, so it's like if you're going through TSA and you're standing there and you've put this and they've pulled your bag aside and you're like, I know. Because when you're traveling a lot, you're like, there ain't no water in there. There ain't no gun. Yeah, look, yeah. What the fuck is up? And they pull uh-huh. the bag over and then you go over there and I'm like, this is going to be another 10 minutes. I can't sit in the lounge. And it's somebody going, hey, Bianca. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm like, hey, she goes, you were my favorite. I just want to tell you hello. I'm like, can I get my bag back? So yeah, those hello. moments are fun. Um, they you- hold your bag just to say hi to you? Yeah, she was telling me hi. She was just <laughs> wiping my bag down, telling me hello that I was her favorite. I was like, that's sweet. I couldn't give this back to you until I said. It's like, well, you have to give it back to me. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't expect it. So it's that kind of stuff that's fun. A flight attendant, somebody at Starbucks that writes your name on the cup before you even see it. And then it's like, you get it. And it's like Bianca with a heart. And you're like, oh, this is fucking dumb. Oh. But it is kind of. Wild. <laughs> it is kind of wild because you you know when you when you go and film that stuff you just don't know like I, in my head I thought maybe my friends in New York would watch my people I know in Los sure. Angeles and people in New Orleans I didn't expect for everybody in different countries to watch globally to know or care yeah, yeah. your season was a sea change though I really think that you know because so four and five like really put it on the map and then I really do believe like everyone in the queer community well I put everyone in quotes but like everyone all my friends were watching by season six. I think even season mm-hmm. six was maybe the first season that I was like, okay, I'm actually, I knew I liked the show since season two, but it wasn't my favorite show until season six. And Agreed. then I think Agreed. it was like around six, seven, eight. And then I believe by the time season I was happening, it was like a full blown phenomenon. But your season was really the season where it started to change. I think it was I good think. casting. Uh, I think it was just that they allowed, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we were all like Courtney, Courtney Act was extremely established, you know, globally working and doing stuff. And she was in 
was she late late 20s and 30s and adore was huge on the american idol there and i mean i was yeah. 37 so they allowed older darian was older than me so it was mm-hmm. the, there was a lot of diversity in age and also experience which was great yeah. um and and you know down to the final four we were all completely different as people and not necessarily in competition with one another so it's not like i think now it's hard for me to watch because there's you know these little instagram girls where they look gorgeous in a photo but i go what do you do like uh, uh, right. what are you you know? Yeah. I mean, you've heard this a million times, but it, it does feel like six was the last season before things started to tip into Instagram yeah. appealing. Yeah. And, and, and before things started to be done on the show with the like foresight of like, what's it going to look like on Insta? Right. You know? Right. I, six, six was sort of that last little moment that we all sort of hold dear that I remember being like, okay, there's something changing with Seven once it yeah. came on. And I was like, oh, I, I long for the days of season six. Like, I, I heard myself saying that. Well, I didn't even have Instagram or Twitter until I did the show. So it was that mm-hmm. kind of a thing where they were like, well, it'd be best if you maybe get online and create a social profile. And I'm like, okay. So it was something that they, they suggested you do. They suggested to us, we didn't have, and it's tricky now because, you know, it's a completely different world as far as the uh, contracts are concerned and the media right. size of it with VH1 being involved. So even once you film the show, uh, VH1 and all of them will sit with you separately and then go through their propaganda fuckery and things that you're expected and <laughs> things you right. have to do. It's kind of like mm-hmm. um, appearances as Miss America, you know? I didn't have any yeah. of that. It was literally like you do the show. We were paid 500 bucks an episode. That's what it was. Uh, it was two days for every episode, except for our rusical, which took three days. Um, and that was that. Contract was show up at the finale and we're happy. Thank you so much. And then mm-hmm, I got my mm-hmm. money and that was that. So I didn't have any restrictions. I was not signed to them or any of that madness. So it's a completely different game. I think the same thing kind of happened with American Idol, where it was free for all for a hot minute. And then they started controlling and handling all the girls, which is the situation they're in now. So, mm-hmm. you know. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> glad I did it when I did it. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a different world. And I think as the show has gotten bigger, um, you know, the rules have changed and, and the demographic has changed, you know, so it can be challenging. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. I'm grateful for the platform, but oh, yeah. I also refuse to have a 13 year old girl named Bethany tell me how the fuck I should live my life or what I should say or shouldn't say because she doesn't like it. Uh, no. No, that is the t- that's got to be the tough thing is it's like, you know, someone like Tina Burner, who's like an established queen for decades in New York. And then she goes on and like the fucking 12 year old fandom is like, yeah, we don't like. It. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, who the fuck are you? Like, she's been doing it longer than you've been alive. And that's not True. a joke. She literally might have shoes older than these kids <laughs> completely. But it, it's also the yeah. chance you take. It's the chance you take. And, you right. know, I, I'm friends with Tina and Tina. All she ever wanted was to be on the show. And I think Ugh, that's yeah. also the hard thing, too, is that when you want it so bad and you've always wanted to be on, I think she auditioned like 10 times right, where it right. was like every season. So she finally gets on and it's 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 a it's a gamble. You know, you just never know how people are going to react. But it's just I mean, it, it has nothing to do with Tina as a person or the way she comes off on television. And it has everything to do with the way that audiences expect to be. um in the convert, like, expect to dictate the conversation, or, or they're the ones interpreting what's happening on their televisions in a way that's supposed to like materially affect these girls' lives. It's yeah. like this affects their bookings. This affects yeah. like the way that people approach them. I mean, like, I think for me in particular, I was grateful that I didn't have social media all those years before because I didn't right. know how social media worked. I didn't mm-hmm, know that mm-hmm. I. 
I, I, well, first of all, I don't play the victim. I don't care what you think of me. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in this game, I don't use social media as a platform to even discuss anything personal or get into it. Sure. Whereas Drag Race, you know, the storytelling and the fuckery. And I was left at a bus stop and I overcame the Who cares? <laughs> Sing a song, dance, blow up balloons, make it entertaining. <laughs> no one is going to go, Too let drag. me go see her show because she was left at a bus stop. Like, what the fuck? Like, and I love Roxy. Roxy and I are friends. And Roxy's a very talented talented performer and what so i hate talented. what i hate is all people know is she was left at a bus stop like that yeah. that's the that's the label that's there and i mean i went to dinner with her and she annoyed the shit out of me and i mean i left her at the restaurant but it's the same <laughs> thing where you just go like i always tell people her family left her at the bus stop have you sat at dinner with her i left her there like <laughs> bye but, oh but she's God. got a good sense of humor but it's a tricky situation with it because if you start to believe it and it just becomes your world yeah. I, they get wrapped up in it and then the girls get desperate and now it's like oversaturation so it's really hard everybody's trying to get ahead and everybody's trying to stay afloat you know like season was it season 11 that happened during pandemic or 12 12, 12. 12 yeah so 12 came out during the pandemic and that was the sherry pie of it all okay which there was, you go. So it was like fuckery on fuckery right and i felt so bad for that season of girls and then this season was when they shot it in during, during COVID when they yeah. figured it out yeah so it's just it's it's like it's a lot of people out there so everybody's trying to grasp and get that that limelight and it's very very challenging to do it especially when you get wrapped up in the fuckery oh, okay. of online yeah I mean, but I, but now I'm just realizing, and I've kind of known this the whole time, but it's like your time on the show was never, you, you had never given the producers any crumb of like a personal narrative, which no. I probably made, made your sort of like your season in terms of your win so clean in terms of it being just about the work. And it was just like, yes, of course, Bianca deserves it because it's Bianca and she was so solid all season it was tricky I, that's one of the reasons why i didn't think i was gonna win you know as you're going through mm. it you know remember we're mm. doing this over a five and a half week period every day is you know we're doing it so we don't have all this yeah. space so every two days is one episode so all i kept thinking was let's just get through just get through get through you do confessionals yeah. um every day so so that's a whole separate team so basically the show itself you come in the morning mm-hmm. we walk in you know our headphones are back she gives us our challenge uh, we uh-huh. start this challenge. The next day is ruin drag, runway, all of that. But each day mm-hmm. when it ends, a different production team comes in and we do basically the untucked and our confessionals. So mm-hmm. we get into our one outfit. We were the first season they started doing that. So if you had on a shirt uh-huh. in episode one, you had to wear that shirt every day for confessionals. Right. Yeah. So they yep. could use the footage as they chose. Um and, you know, you would just sit back with this producer and they would ask you questions about the day and you would respond. And my responses were always just like, well, this is what I thought. This is what I thought. And there was a moment I remember they had a, an issue with Ben de la Creme. Uh, <laughs> she was going on with some sob story in the corner and I didn't hear it. I didn't hear the, the sob story. So they were like, well, what did you feel about Ben de la Creme? So I said, I didn't hear it. And they said, well, well, we need to get something from you. I go, I didn't hear it. And they go, well, uh-huh. you know, she had family members. I go, I didn't fucking hear it. I don't know. I don't care about her or her family. They're like, we can't use that. I go, man, quit asking. But it was yeah. that kind of a thing where if you back down, then you probably made up some bullshit that would have stirred up a fight. But I was just and like, they used it. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about her and her family. You didn't take the bait. <laughs> it was like, they felt like they didn't really need it from you, though, because the other girls were in such despair. I mean, that was like the really tough Laganja uh, narrative. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I feel badly about that because I feel like, you know who I'd love to see come back for an All-Stars? Laganja. Laganja. Because she's no. so good. She's really like, good. Incredible. She's so talented 
just felt like that was like such a nightmare for her because like I then then she said afterwards like I guess she really needs weed medically and like yes. they weren't letting her have it like I would be freaking out too if that were the case like and I just feel like that became such a it's actually that I feel very attacked while while it is funny and a meme like and we do laugh like I feel, the woman is having a panic attack it was it was a wild scenario and and it was a very long day that day and I knew the, the thing was at while we were on the show I wanted to kill her I just wanted to kill her uh right. because of it wasn't just what was happening on camera because remember I'm not seeing her confessionals I don't know sure, sure. anything that's going on other than what she's showing us in the room so that was my Maybe my connection with her, but the whole thing with her family and doing drag and, and the sympathy and the family not accepting her. I sat with a producer in my confessionals and I was like, uh, this ain't adding up. And she's like, well, would you be willing to bring it up in front of her? I go, oh, yeah, oh. because it doesn't add up. So mm-hmm. when we were in that room that day and I knew it was I knew she was going. We just knew she was going. And that's when I was <laughs> yeah. just like, you know what? <laughs> and that's when it went beyond. But after that, we, you know, we've we're friends now and she's like that really helped her was getting her ass kicked and then she realized how ridiculous she was being and you know she's much better now she's lovely to be around now i just saw in los angeles yeah yeah she's great she just seems she seems to be in a great place and i don't know that it's necessarily like mentally helpful for us as viewers to recommend that she go back into that environment that was no, right. well, I don't, no. that's why I think she keeps saying <laughs> no. no I mean I would imagine yeah. that they've asked you know they've asked, they've asked a lot of people <laughs> I think um, I think I think no I think she she's great television she's a talented performer for and that's sure. truly and honestly any situation we had on set even I was joking about Bend of the Crime earlier is that you know we all become friends and it, it was just yeah, this weird course. thing that once you get to the very end of it, everybody was kind of like, oh, okay, this is how it works. And we're glad this happened this way. Like it wasn't um, vindictive or nasty or hateful. Like Courtney and them were like, we knew you were going to win. I'm like, I thought you were going to win. Like I thought Adora was going to win because she cried. You know, I don't, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. you don't know when you're in it. So I think that's was the great thing about that season because everybody brought something different to the, you know, to the table. Whereas now I think you can be in production and, mm, like have some like telegraph something in order to get a response months down the line when the episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, you can you can engineer a response from the audience months ahead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Based on whatever you do on the show, you know. Yeah. Like, well, if you notice now, if you go to Twitter right now and you look at any drag race queen that's being nice to everyone on Twitter, that means she's trying to get liked because she's on All Stars. So I laugh at that when they're like, <laughs> everybody's this, everybody's different, and we need to embrace. Shut the fuck up! You're a nasty <laughs> cunt. We know it. Like you, you, we know you go home sixth. So it's that kind of a thing <laughs> where they're trying to, you know, fix it before it all happens. Where yeah. we were told. Don't get online. Don't say a word. Don't do. And so it yeah. was a different, a different world. We filmed in June and July and it didn't air till February. So we had all that time to shut the fuck up about it. And um, that was our quiet time. You know, in New York, yeah. it was weird because I, I worked, I think at the time, four days a week in Fire Island. And I took off to go film and I didn't tell anybody except for a handful of people. And as soon as I left town, as soon as I didn't show up for the first gig, they were like, mm-hmm, something's out where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Bianca yeah. Don't, don't ever not show up. So it was, yeah, that yeah. was when it all kind of snowballed. But I was horrified that if I said something, I would lose the opportunity. You know, sure, now they sure, got some ballsy right. bitches. Now they're all ballsy. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, if you know the right people now, it's like, you know what happens in a season the second they return. It's like, it's Without like, they, they tell... So one of them is fucking spilling everything. I mean, I, usually it, I have to really tell people it, like it, that I know. I don't yeah. want to know this year. Like this, this was I think the first year where I was like, I don't want to know. Wait, and you don't want to know? All stars? 
I, like like all stars. I don't really care. I oh, thirteen. Oh, Thir- okay, but yeah. third. But for the regular seasons, I always tell people I was like, I don't want to know, and it was still spoiled for me that Rose was on the top four. Like I knew oh, that about oh. six weeks before, and really? I was like, I told you guys. Oh yeah. No, I, I, wait, but let me ask you: Are you two like Reddit people? Do you go like search the shit out? No, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, oh, that's no, good. No. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I don't get into that either. But usually, end up we end up finding out from everyone else, or usually when I get a call while there's production going, and I get a business call from a queen because they love to ask, well. Uh, uh, what about management? Yeah. What about t-shirts? Um, mm-hmm. So then I really know that they're back and then they give me their version of what happens. That's really the best. That's what you, you get their version of. Their version. Well, I'm, I'm happy with all of my choices and I said this yes. and I did that, but I think it's going to look great. Cut to three months later <laughs> yeah. going, oh, the misery. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Tricky. It's tricky. And, and tricky. another, yeah. it's good TV. Yeah. It is. And one other thing that I think is really different about the show now, and I think it's becoming not a problem, but it's becoming a real like rub in the show that I think is funny. But the references and sort of content that ruin the judges assume the kids will know. And they're really like 20 years old. Like when like when none of them could name disco songs, even Tina Burner was having a hard time, yeah. like naming three disco songs in front yeah. of Rue. And like, you know, when they didn't know who Charles Nelson Riley was and Rue was like, fuck you guys but rue just seems to have a good sense of humor about it yeah but that is like like i wonder like like it's it's such a different i guess it's just that's how it's gonna be when time passes like these young girls they hear they 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 are the ones that say taylor swift legend yes you know what i mean like it's it's just it's just different Yeah, yeah that's where we are now and i mean i find it fascinating because you know, it has something, if you want people to know that, you might want to cast people that are old enough to remember it. But, and that's my thing, is like, if you can't just assume they're going to all be able to slay a share impression now no. in the year of our Lord 2021. You know, it's like, no, so you it's can't true. be too mad that, uh, that you know, like this queen who like main, like it doesn't have a reference for this, doesn't yeah. have the reference for this. Without a doubt. Or, or what I find fascinating too, is that when you think about that something is being created by people that are over 50 years old and you're creating right it for a demographic of 13 to 38 it's like yeah, there's yeah. gotta be a disconnect so yeah it's know, like the fact that denali didn't nail betty davis like, <laughs> like it's just it's not gonna matter to the 12 year olds no and there's 15 faggots at home going i could do it i could do it yeah. i got a cigarette <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah completely it's it is funny it is it a is wild funny ride. how it's all changed yeah what was it like um talk about because you did this thing with joan rivers where you were on her talk show in her yep. bed yeah um what was that like? Because I remember watching that back in, back in the day. Oh yeah. God, no, me. it was a while ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. It was, yeah. it was when she was still 2014. Alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. Because I was, um, I, well, you know, living in New York, you run into Joan everywhere. Like if there was an opening of mm. a, a Broadway show, whether it be Lacage or anything that I was at. Well, these two events that I was at uh, was Lacage and Priscilla. She was there both those opening nights and I was in drag. It was one of those random things where they were like, hey, can you show up in drag? Uh, we had to leave Priscilla. No, we had to leave Lacage. No, Priscilla. We had to leave early because Bunny's hair, people couldn't sit behind. But we um, <laughs> we had gone and done these events and she was always very gracious and said hello. And this was before we before everybody had a phone with a camera. I don't, I don't think that was right. the case then. Um, but she was always very gracious and always very nice. And then I was running around doing all these different gigs and I was booked in Ohio uh, and had been to Akron. I'd been to 
uh, uh, Cleveland. And it was a random gig that they wanted me for a Sunday. And then I got a call from a guy that's a comedian by the name of Tony Tripoli. And Tony used to write for Joan oh. Rivers on Fashion Police. And he said, hey, would you want to do this, this YouTube show? I said, what is Joan doing a YouTube show? He goes, well, nobody wanted to pick up the show, but she said, let's do it on YouTube where I could do whatever the fuck oh. I want. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's insane that nobody went on. I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm doing it, signing it up. So I called my manager at the time and I said, I'd like to do this. And he's like, well, I don't think it's the best idea because, you know, she's not paying and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, it's, it's fucking Joan Rivers. Rivers. It's Joan, yeah. 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 And he's like, well, she's not going to pay for your flight or your hotel. I'm just like, bitch, please. Like, so I <laughs> flew to Los Angeles and we, we went into Melissa Rivers' house and I was the third of four that she was doing that day. The guy mm-hmm. before me was... um that Neve guy from Catfish on MTV. Neve Shulman. Okay, yeah. oh, yeah, her. Uh-huh. She was before me. Boring. Yeah. And then I came in, and then after <laughs> me was Leanne Rimes. Um, but all of this was happening in the house, and you really do go down to the basement. And we were supposed to do, like, I think, what was it, something crazy? Jamie, was it, like, what, 15 minutes, 30 minutes or something? And we ended up doing an hour of us just cackling and talking shit mm, about I'm everybody. Sure she fucking loved you, yeah. She was, like, the best. And the reason why I'm in a onesie is I-, I did my hair and stuff at the hotel and got there with the onesie. And I brought three different outfits. And I'm like, Joan, which one do you think? She was, I like what you got on. So that's why I wore it. Uh, uh, but she was truly the best. And I have to say that. You know, someone of her caliber didn't have to be nice, didn't have to be mm. generous, didn't sure. have to set you up to make your jokes. And she was all of that. And I was just like, my little 11-year-old self was going, oh, keep yeah. going, keep going, keep going. But yeah. she was the best, truly, truly. One of my favorite memories, and I'm so happy I did this, but I, it was freshman year of NYU. So I, it was 2008, so she had to be 75. Okay. And yeah. um, for some reason, it was like it was like my third or fourth week in the city, and I wanted to do something. And I, I, there was something on like the NYU website that was like alerting everyone to like things that were happening in the city, and it was like Joan Rivers was doing stand up. Oh yeah. So. I took this girl on my floor, like down to I don't even remember the venue. Was it cutting room? You, or was it, was it like Lori Beach? It might it might have been the cutting room. Yeah, um, but it was like when I tell you, it was like she would do two of them. It was like very bar. It was it yeah. was not a theater. It was like nope. it was like there was like a stage in the back of a bar. It might have been the cutting room. In fact, that yeah. that rings true. So there might have been. 20, 25 people there, mm-hmm. but she she was there, and I remember she got up and she was like doing new material yeah like she was like 75 mm-hmm. yeah she had all this new material and i remember like i was just i couldn't believe that more people weren't there yeah to soak in like you know we're gonna the, the word is overused but not for her L- true legend. legend completely true true icon and she was there killing it and i'm telling you doing jokes that were not for the faint not, of heart no, like no. hard rough and tumble 9-11 jokes right like <laughs> really going for it like and i was like this is pure unfiltered Joan. Yes. And it's one, it's one of the things I will always remember. And it's brilliant that, you know, at that age to even go try out material. She doesn't have to. Oh, she had forget the fucking it. Show. But that was her gig. And you know, the night, the day that she died, well, not the day that she died, but the day she went into the hospital that next morning, she worked at the mm-hmm. Lori Beachman Theater the night before doing yeah, a God. show, trying out new material. And then she had this scope that she was supposed to do the next day at a clinic. And that's when everything went downhill. And it's just, I was in Australia when it happened. And it was, um, so weird because I was like, "Are you no like this? No, mm, like, she like, not done. Mm-hmm. No." And it was just fascinating that the turn of events that happened after that were pretty wild. But to know that she was in that place the night before doing jokes, it just that's the way to go, I guess. Right? You know? Yeah. 
God, yeah. I mean, I got to watch that documentary again. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's amazing. A piece, piece of, of work. work. Yeah. yeah. Piece of work. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it since. I, I think I watched it again after she passed away, like right after, because I was like, I got to like honor this somehow. Yeah. But like, but to have that like work ethic, I think, I don't know that even people like our generation, like b- between me and Matt, like, I don't, do you know anybody who like works like that? I mean, literally there's people that are like, oh, the pandemic is hard on me emotionally yeah. and I, I can't see myself going up on stage. It's like Girl, Joan bye. Rivers would have been up for like, <laughs> yes. she, like whatever. She would have had like the, the like mask on, whatever. She's like, I don't care what I have to do to get on stage. Well, it's, like, it's you know, nothing was stopping her. It was clear. And yeah, the, the, you know, yeah, that's what makes her hustle. a true stand up, a true workhorse, a true yeah. like consummate professional that she was, she was never done. She was never yeah done and also like a lot of these a lot of the jokes like you know she knew they were bombers like like, she was like she was like she had jokes that were killing and jokes that were bombing but she was having so much fun doing it I will say yeah, it was weird yeah. because also after that uh, uh, time frame, you know, then they had that whole switch with the fashion police and stuff and they had Kathy Griffin come right. in and blah, blah, blah. And so I knew some people that were mm-hmm. writing on the show after Joan had left. And if anybody knew this, Joan had 11 writers for fashion police. 11. Now that's how you do it. 11 writers. And <laughs> Kathy had decided that she didn't want any. And I'm like, honey, if Joan had 11, you need 46. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's that kind of a thing where you're like, that made sense. Because how would this 75-year-old woman know anybody or know sure. any reference to anything unless she had yeah. a writer's? And I mean, that's what was so great is that as giving as she was, she was also accepting. If it's funny, she would use it and she would get out there and, and try it, you know? And that's what you're supposed to do. That documentary mm. really did kind of put into perspective, like, though it was her against the world. Yeah. It really was. And I mean, like, the disrespect she was shown by Jay Leno, mm. like, I mean, just like all of it, just like it, it, she, the fact that she was still going, I mean, that was, that is a true legend in, in the truest sense of the word. Name another legend. Now you really can't. Now you can't. Now you I'll can't. really no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burritos, and Quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, 
Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of legends, uh-huh. uh, this is our legendary okay. segment. Oh, oh, okay. I don't think so, honey. <laughs> so this is the sort of, what would we say, Bo? The point of the show where things get a little hot? This is the point of the show where, mm. you know, things are said that can't be taken back. We take big <laughs> swings with our opinions and we we, we, we go for it. Uh-huh. Just like Joan. Yeah. Um, this is our segment where we take one minute each to rail against something in culture while saying the words, I don't think so, honey. So stupid. Okay. Matt and I will go first okay. and, then, okay. and then Bianca will go. Um, we'll choose a topic. Uh, Matt, do you have one? I, you know, I was going to do, uh, I don't think so, honey, Tom Cruise uh, stanners, but not, uh-huh. but I have something else. It's, it's ripe in the culture and I can speak to it. Okay. All right. This is Matt Rogers' I don't think so, honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez critics. Let them get their nut. You know what? They've both been fucking through it. Let them get their nut with each other if that's what they want to do. If Jennifer Lopez, after all of this, after missing out on the Oscar nomination for Hustlers, after these flop marriages, (laughs) after this flop boyfriend, A-Rod, who I'm sorry is a flop, let her get her fucking nut. Let her return to the guy who gave her her best nut. Because guess what? If that's Ben Affleck, that's fine. And guess what? Look, Am I like a bad ass like Stan? I am not. But I don't think so, honey. Anyone telling me he can't put it down. Because I bet when he gets to it in the bedroom, he is a one-track mind, especially when he has some of those cold brews you see him carrying from the fucking Dunkin' Donuts. So you know the guy is loaded up. I don't think so, honey. Anyone being like, oh, why is she going back to him? Bitch, you're not in the bed with them. Let her get her fucking nut. Jenny from the block, more like Jenny on this cock. Ben Affleck cock. I don't think so honey everything else <laughs> and that's one minute <laughs> wait I'm sitting, I'm sitting here trying to think of who the fuck i'm gonna talk about and i was fascinated with your storytelling that i agree let me tell I you agree. i'm just saying like it like people are like they were photographed looking sad together in a fucking truck in montana i'm like they're sad because you're following them they're on their way to get their nut let they're them. not smiling yet i agree i agree yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowen is shaking his finger. What? Oh, no. I'm, I, you I'm agree. In, I'm in agreement. I think yes. you, you, you let them figure it out. And sometimes these like these crazy g- 
just phantoms of love's past come come like creeping back into your life. Yeah. Those are the hottest ones. Honestly, all the time when, whenever you get out of a relationship, like one it's one of the it's one of those like things you can't explain. Like you do think yeah. about your exes and you're like, "Fuck, I'm sort of horny for my ex." Even if one of the reasons why you broke up is cuz that wasn't really popping off, you still afterward you miss what yeah. you had. It's Aww. always it's it yeah. like well, some, some, I don't know, my experience anyway. It's just like, you, I, there are guys that I've hooked up with in the past, like years and years and years ago, where I was just like, oh, that was only fine. Now I see them, I'm horny. Really? Yes. Oh, God. I don't know There's, what it is. It's the pitch. It's the patina. Oh, it's well, sorry. Go ahead, Bianca. No, I just, I look at anybody that I've, well, most of them are dead, but the ones that aren't, I just kind of go, <laughs> dodge that fucking bullet. Like, thank ah. God. Like, oh, I was right. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's sometimes even that disgust, that like, oh, I was right. Like, oh, I don't want to fuck this guy again. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> There's, there's no one that you're like oh the one that got away no no one no I mean except my uncle except my uncle but that was a different story but I'm from the south so it's accepted well that's how you learn yeah yeah that's how I learn that's how you learn no teeth kid don't don't use your teeth kid yeah Mm -hmm. no some of my some of my worst some of my worst kids some of my worst relationships are like lacks thereof like terrible like excuses for things I'm like despite myself I don't know what this is again need therapy badly you do need therapy Therapy. therapy.com like I need I but sometimes I'm just like, oh, for, for that horny for that bad situation. Oh God! Now wait, I gotta think about for a, what the fuck am I gonna talk about? I, don't I, worry. Well, we I, have we have Bo and Yang's in the interim. I'm gonna pull one out my ass too. It's fine. Don't worry about. It. Okay, hot. He okay. say hot. He's pulling okay, it out his hot, ass. Hot. All right. So Bowen, here's the deal. This uh, right out of your ass to on the airwaves is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. My performance in Girls Five ever. I watched what? myself back and I thought. Ooh, I'm really gassing it. What am I doing with my mouth? Why did I carry? Why did I like? Why? Where's my center of gravity in this scene? You're so and like, stupid. why? Why? Like, I, I truly, SNL has cursed me. I'm sorry to talk about to talk shop and talk about work, and I hate like just being like this. But like, SNL has truly cursed me. I can't do anything but go big, and I'm, I'm only used to reading things off of a cue card. Three as seconds, if that's how it works anywhere else. The credits are non-transferable when you work there. How am I going to bring this anywhere else I go? You'll be fine. I, I've been fucked over by this this place of work. I don't know how to <laughs> behave on a normal set. 15 I, seconds. When, it, when like a fancy camera is pointed at me, like a steady cam is pointed at me or something or a crane or whatever, I, I shut down. I shut down when it's on my coverage. I go, wait, I forgot what I'm... Five seconds. I, for, I forgot how to behave. Um, so I don't think so many my, my performance on Girls 5 ever. I That's think I'm final. I'm going to retire. You were great on it. You were so good. No. On it, no, and also no. the show, great because we, we, you kind of breeze past it in the beginning because I could. T- man, now I know you're like insecure about it. Yeah, the show is so. The show funny, is you phenomenal, guys. Bianca. You would love it. Okay, you I have not it. watched it, but yes. Okay, I will put it. It's, on great. it's called Girls Five Eva. It's on Peacock. It's about a, a group of women in their forties who uh, there 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 used to be a pop group and the 90s, the, and, yeah. and and they were in the nineties and like a rapper samples one of their their one hit song uh-huh. and so it gets famous and so they try to like mount a comeback and it's so funny it's like tina fey and robert carlock pr- pr- executive meredith producer meredith kenny is a creator our good dear friend matt whitaker and anna dresden and, anna dresden, and they wrote for it episodes. and the, yeah, i will great. say this the cast is unbelievable i love i love everyone renee elise goldsberry oh god yeah. i have to i have to give it all the way up because it's like it's like it's like Jane Krakowski on Thirty Rock, yeah. but a pop star diva version Brilliant. of it. Brilliant, but but grounded and and developed in a very good way, and with with the character and like 
I gotta say, just like being in the room and just watching her give certain line reads, I was like, and then just everybody at, at Village, sorry, again, talking shop, and everyone at Village just quietly laughing. I was like, this is a, like, she should have been doing this for years. For years. Yeah. She yeah. nailed it. And there's nothing she can't do. You know, she started in soaps. Yeah. And I actually knew her because I was like the little faggot because I was like watching all my children with my mother. And I so I used to watch the daytime Emmys. And one year on the daytime Emmys, they brought out like, oh, here are the soap stars that you didn't know could sing. And yeah. one of them was Renee Elise Goldsberry. And her voice was so beautiful. Yeah. I never forgot it. So then years, decades later, when she was in Hamilton being Angelica, Angelica Schuyler, I was like, oh, my God, I That's remember her. her from fucking mm-hmm. one life to live. Yeah, we I made costumes. Like- <laughs> we made costumes for her for uh, color purple on Broadway the first time uh, because oh, there was a revival wow. because I worked at a Broadway costume house. So yeah, that was uh, that. That's where I first was introduced to her. Beautiful girl yeah. too. Beautiful. She is stunning, and yeah, she is. Phenomenal. She looks amazing. And there's she. She. I'm telling you, she nails so much of this comedy. I. I, I could do the thing where I say some of the jokes, but I won't ruin it for okay. anyone that's listening. Like, but because it's just these jokes are so good, and you forget so how much bad. you miss jokes. Yeah, I miss jokes in uh-huh. comedy shows. Uh-huh. Like it's mm-hmm. fine that people are like, I like this sweet show. No. I like the show that told a fun story. I miss jokes. I want yeah. jokes. Yeah. This show gives you jokes. I agree. Um, Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And also the other women are amazing too. Sarah Bareilles, incredible. Busy Phillips, we love you, Busy. You gotta come on. Paula Pell, you're a fucking Paula icon. Pell. I mean, like, true, it's just, true, true. oh my hey. God. Anyway, I gotta can't watch. say enough. I gotta watch. And you, were, and you were great. My sister was the whole guest star of episode six and you were stunning, bitch. Oh, no. You were just... fab and you're a very talented young girl and you have a big future. <laughs> you have a big future. Thank you, thank you. For your consideration, best supporting actor in a comedy series, Bowen Yang. Boo it. Boo, 2021. Boo, boo, boo. Yes, perfect. Now, for your Come consideration. On. Okay. For your and consideration. So, so now is the, do we have something, Bianca? Yeah, I think I can go with this. Uh, I'll try. Okay. Yeah, let's see, let's see. Because okay. I really haven't been Love mad it. at anything at the moment, but yeah, okay. This is Bianca Del Rio's I Don't Think So, Honey. Her time starts now. I don't think so, honey. This whole thing with the fucking Kardashians, I'm done with them. First of all, 42 <laughs> seasons of this useless fucking family that's making all this goddamn money. The bottom line is that this girl goes and fucks this guy in a sex tape, and all of a sudden, she, well, before that, she was actually doing closets for Paris Hilton. She makes a fucking sex tape. She <laughs> becomes a star. Do you know how many fucking sex tapes I've made, and I'm doing this shitty fucking podcast with you? Do you understand how fucked up that is? Do you know how much dick I've had to take for this situation? Not to mention, she gets the whole family involved, and now one's a supermodel, one's a Guru. One's writing seconds. a book about losing weight when everything is fucking plastic. I don't understand this anymore. There's this fine line now where the whole family looks like drag queens with lots of money. I don't understand it, but yet they become the voice of reason. See, I don't think so, honey. The problem is now they're having children that are on top of this. The children will then benefit from this seconds. bullshit. None of them really have any talent other than sucking dick, and they've shown that to us in the videos that exist, but I don't understand <laughs> the insanity and the infatuation with it. Now, I don't particularly like them, but I don't spend my Five time seconds. going online complaining about them like everybody else does, yes. but I also don't want to praise them either because they're useless fucking whores those are the people that you would see in a clinic and go mm, not my style that's what you and would do and that's one you know? minute that I don't is because no, i don't think so honey you know what it's actually rule of culture number 14 actually, actually before, before that, that she was she doing, doing closets, closets for, for paris, paris hilton, hilton. It's true. that's a rule of culture it is it's true. true though and, and it's just yep. it blows my mind that when people go like if i say they have no talent people go they're rich i go well i'm not denying their success lots of people right. are successful and can be completely fucking useless look at raquel welch but in the end you're like this bitch <laughs> 
that, that's a RuPaul <laughs> reference. That's like way. Yeah, I know. Google <laughs> Raquel Welch. But you're safe with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We're yeah. safe with us. But it's that kind of a thing where everybody's like, but she's pretty. But she's, sure, I'm not saying she's an ugly bitch. And with her money, she should look that good. But in the end, I don't find that validity or worth or anything. Give me talent. I'd rather you be They're ugly effective. and talented. They're not talented. It's, it's, it's like Bethany Frankel. Effective, mm. not talented. And how many shows is she going to get? Every fucking day. She's Every starting show. some new show. Is she the only white bitch that exists? Like, what is going on? on here she had a show <laughs> she on was, HBO she thinks a show she on is. Bravo I'm just I don't get it because there's so many talented people that could be in that position you know but 100% yeah it's unfortunate I mean, and, and we, we now are dealing with the fact that you know Caitlyn Jenner is running oh, for God. I will say it again she's running for governor God. and you should have seen her on I, not that I watched this but I watched it on the Young Turks like they showed some clips of uh, Caitlyn Jenner on Hannity and it was oh, so no, it was no, so no. It was so just the first thought, dumb thing you'd think she's going to say, which yeah. is, why do we need a high-speed rail? We need to where everyone get on a plane like yeah. I do. Yeah. It's like, like, you're a fucking idiot. Out of touch. Out yeah. of touch. And it's fascinating that it, it's fascinating that this is even a topic. And if you say anything, someone's like, well, you can't say anything. No, you can. You can say it. You absolutely a, I can. I always say to people, like, it doesn't affect me if you have a problem with me. But if it's a political figure or someone that you're supposed to vote for, if this is a person, you know, on a pet Pedestal, yeah, it's going to be a bit difficult. And with someone like that, you're running for governor, for Christ's sake. What the fuck? I was, ta- I was talking to a friend today. I mean, d- not to bring back Madonna, but like he was bringing up how recently someone asked Miley Cyrus about what she thought about what Madonna said about, yeah. you know, when she was in the tub being like, COVID's the great equalizer. Miley, do you agree? And then Miley's like, of course, whatever. Like, no, it's not because some people have it worth. But then like my friend was like, why does that? Why do we care what like Miley? I mean, we love Miley yeah, and yeah. Madonna, but it's like, but why are they supposed to like be the voice of reason? Yeah, exactly. Or just like just give out some like bit of like social commentary when it's like they're not in power. No, it's like but there are, there are people who are like vying for it. Right. Like, let's say Caitlyn Jenner, yeah. who like we should probably examine what they're saying in a way that is like that should be examined and not like taking cover behind some identity politic thing of like, well, she's trans. It's like, no, that doesn't that has nothing to do. No, with it. She's a rich white woman who is a narcissist yeah. and who only cares about herself and mu- and her money. Yeah. That's ju- that's just, that's the bottom line. Like, well, did you saw the whole joke, else. which was like, you know, that they said that the trans youth shouldn't be in this specific, you know, uh, uh, games. So they couldn't have other trans right. people in the game. Right. But right. yet she, performs in golf tournaments and she it's like well that's the typical republican double standard but you're like she competes against women girl girl i don't think so honey no 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 no, it's all a mess hot box of christmas shit that's what that is it's just wild (laughs) and the fact that the fact that we're even discussing it just makes you go i know how after we had trump we're going down this path another reality star girl bye girl no yeah you well you say it can't get worse and no it can (laughs) it can (laughs) <laughs> the, but this, I hope this runoff thing um, with Gavin Newsom does it. Let's like, I mean, Matt, you brought it up. I think, uh, look, ago, I, that, I, that it might actually pave. It might actually create some opportunity for uh, for Caitlyn to well maybe because get in there. this is the this the really all it really comes down to is what it always comes down to, which is just that if it does, the, if this is the case, then people just need to go out there and vote. And yeah. if people go out there and vote, then the numbers won't lie. More, more people are there's just a lot more Democrats in California than there are. Republicans, I guess I just hope that people that are critical of of Newsom, which, you know, there are many reasons to be many valid reasons to be critical of Gavin Newsom. You know, it could be much, much worse. And I hope that people that are critical of him just understand that, um, 
you know, we, we could get ourselves into a very bad situation if we fuck this up. So that's sure. that's that's all I'm saying. Without a doubt. Sure. Without a doubt. Um, but Jesus Christ. I mean, this episode, Bo. What a fantastic <laughs> episode. How who who are the lucky fuckers? It's us. It's us. Rolling through. Roll it was like a Jerry Lewis telethon. It was three hours and twenty-seven <laughs> minutes. Well, that's another <laughs> reference that's for older people. Yeah. No, you're safe with us. Yeah, it's all no, good. you're safe with good. us. Good. We're we're French. We we're French. We love Jerry Lewis. <laughs> um we um we're so flattered and honored to to have you talk to oh, us. Well, please, Beyonce. thank you for having me. And I'm excited because we'll be doing something soon for the yes. White Heist, which is happening soon. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. They have me doing this like press thing in the Chelsea PR. They have me like shooting something. Okay, they're calling me. I'm not doing any of that. They're just, uh, my <laughs> See, that's what you got to do, Bo. Whenever you're complaining about being tired, you got to take a page from Bianca. Just don't answer the phone. Yeah, no, I, I didn't I get know. that offer. Uh, I, I think I've just said two episodes. <laughs> uh, so I I know they, they've got some stuff worked out. I'm not sure what it is. I think it's all virtual that I'm doing. Um, but I'm excited I mean, that's, to that's, do that's it. That's for the best. Yeah, because I love Alan so much. Yeah. Oh my god, Alan Cumming directed it. Adam Goldman ri- written. Oh, the um, best. I mean, you and I, you and I had some like really. We had to like they they had you and I act opposite each other because like we had to sort of create this chemistry because we were because our characters are friends. Yes. and I, I I've listened to some episodes. Really, really fun. Oh, good, really good. fun. I'm excited. I haven't yeah. heard anything yeah. yet. I'm excited. Yeah, that's good. I can't it, wait it's, to hear it's it. gonna be good. it's gonna be a good time. Well, I'm looking also forward fun to, to listen it. to the Bianca Del Rio podcast on Starburns. New episodes Thursdays? Uh, yes, every Thursday I have a new episode. And, and in the next two weeks, I've got some good announcements coming up. So so stay tuned. That, that's my exclusive preview of preview. Preview. Yeah. My pre- yeah, preview. Pre- exclusive, it's my pre-com. Exclusive. My pre-com. Yeah, it's coming. Your and we love the taste of that. <laughs> Don't you? All right. Well, thank you so, so much for coming here. <laughs> thank you. And doing this. And Bowen, as always, we end with a song. Don't we, King? We do. No, sissy, that one. The best Rue song. The best Rue song. I say it's the best other than Supermodel. I would have to agree. That, like, all those other champion anthem fuckeries in between. No, I don't care about. But yeah. The best drag race era song. Yes, it was my Of course. No, the best one is If I Dream. No, just kidding. All right, bye. 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 Thank you. (laughs) There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 